If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Yo, what's going on? Hope all is well. I'm Duke. I'm Omar. I'm Jalan. And this is Nice and Neat, the podcast. We're three quintessential friends dedicated to the 360 degree development of men. Our goal is to not only share our experiences, but offer as much value as we possibly can through the lessons we've learned along the way. When I say we talk about everything, we talk about everything. Character, discipline, career development. Oh, and let me not forget, we get real personal. Now make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our episodes. Write a review. Let us know what you think. Enjoy. Okay, it's that nice and neat shit. I'm about to kick it off. Get a clap. Get a clap. Okay. Sitting on the lawn. Sitting on the throne. Yeah, here we go. Oh. I'm just for the spit. I'm just for the spit. Okay, dude. Duke's move. Duke's move. Duke's move. Nice and neat shit. Not from the hood, not from the street shit. Yeah. Got my girl Vic, and I'm chillin' smooth. Duke smooth, yeah, take your ass back to school. Yeah. My nigga, oh, yeah, he on the throne. You gon' follow my nigga where he go, uh-huh. That's my nigga line, uh, with the essentials. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, yo, yo. <laughs> yo, what's the deal, y'all? Hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Duke. I'm Victoria Monet. I'm Omar. I'm Jalan, and this is another episode of Nice and Neat. What up, y'all? Hold on, hold on. We got <laughs> we got a very, very, very special guest in the building today. We have Grammy-nominated artists, and Jeez. just like honestly, the 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 pin of the industry. We have her Hello. here, and she is also a solo artist herself. Thank we have Miss Victoria Monet in the building. Good? What's, What's up? Good? I got a question for you. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up for Victoria, man. I got a question for Victoria. You know, we all, we all got like our own thing, right? Absolutely. Like just whatever it is, we all got our own thing. Obviously, as y'all can see, Duke got the freestyle ability. You know? <laughs> whatever whatever you know? I was. You know, O's doppelganger will be the dreads. If you see him without dreads, you'd be shocked. And we always see Victoria in the brown. Are yeah. using brown hearts. Yeah. What yep. does the brown mean to you? Um, honestly, I feel like it feels like home. My mom used to use a lot of brown decorations. Um, there was a lot of brown in our home. And I also feel like I need to wear it because there's a, a industry full of white. Mm. <laughs> so mm. I'm just always trying to represent wow. how I can. So no pink hair ever. <laughs> no, maybe I don't see it in my future, but, um, I don't say never, but yeah. not right now. So sure. it's really earth tones, right? It's not yes. just brown, right? Yes, it's earth tones. It's earth tones. Well, yeah. I, I feel like we see you in brown more than anything. For sure. My closet, when you walk in, it's like, oh, shit. I don't you know, know where the hell you got this brown leather from. That's incredible. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and they, they uh, what you call these, stacks? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. You brown is what? interesting. Yeah. It's Brown's crazy because, <laughs> like, I was wearing brown for years, and then when I got pregnant, fashion went brown like mm. all of the Neutrals, places were yes. yes selling brown i'm like i can't yeah. do none of this stuff yeah, yeah, but yeah. i was so mad but we're back <laughs> we're back no nah, i think that brown is one of those colors it's just like yo i'm tired of wearing black but i don't want <laughs> to be the loud next darkest thing <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean i don't want to i don't want to be too colorful and i'm tired of wearing black and gray is just too like a little bit too neutral mm-hmm. yeah so like that brown beige tan yeah. color that's kind of where 
you know, we're kind of starting to lean. It's a nice so, sweet spot. It, it's winning right now, too. Sure. Like, even yeah. you see Jalan got that, 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 exactly. that color. That, you know, like, that's like a vibe right, right now yeah. all, all together. Thank you. I appreciate it. also it. feels yeah, yeah. very grown. I put, like, hey, I yeah. put this out, you know. Just for this episode. Round you know, of this applause. Was, this was tucked away for a little bit. <laughs> it looked like you just took it out the package today, though. I ain't going to hold you. I, I put it on and the tag was still on. I already yeah, had to pull it off. Yeah, crazy. I've been there. So what's up, Jalan? Why are we here today, man? What we what we man, talking about? you know what? We have we have Miss Victoria Monet on the episode today. And, you know, you went through so many transitions in your career. So many transitions in your career. Just from the little bit of research that I've done on you, but also knowing you personally, being able to see you go from... Like I said, being the the pen of the industry <laughs> to now transforming to being a solo artist, but also being a mother as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And within within your artistry, <laughs> within your artistry, bring a motherhood into your artistry as well. Like that's something that I've been able to see you do constantly. All of yeah. us, all of us mm-hmm. have been able to see you constantly evolve your career. So we're going to be sitting here today with Victoria <laughs> Monet. We're going to be talking about just the evolution of your career and just yeah. being able to reinvent yourself yep. and just like how you consistently do that. Yeah. It's impressive. It's, well, it's extremely impressive. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's extremely you. impressive. So we see, I see you got a little bit of a church background. Yeah. Tell me about that. Tell us about that. Um, well, my, my grandpa, my earliest memories of church is my grandpa working in the computer areas of the church. So he would always be back there fixing stuff. My mom ended what, up... What was your grandpa's name? Daniel Chesting. Chesting? Chesting. Chesting. Yes. Brother Chesting. Brother Chesting. In the media department. Deacon Chesting. In the media department. In the media ministry. In the media ministry. If y'all want to take from today's message, go see Brother Chesting. In the media ministry. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I remember being there before and after hours. Um musically i was in the church choir which is an easy place to start it's um a place where you can blend in a little bit like play Mm. the background but still be a part of something Mm -hmm. um my mom is now a deaconess at the church my stepdad is a deacon at the church so there's a lot of evangelists yes church history i got a question for you um, <laughs> you said you said you started off in the church choir because it's like an easy way to blend in. But yeah. your, your voice is, is such a beautiful and amazing voice, and it stands out so much. Like Thank so, like you. at what point did you say, "Yo, I'm a little bigger than this choir," or I need to start doing things outside of this choir because I'm like, if I'm listening, if I'm if I'm orchestrating the choir, I know your voice is special. You know, so Aww, right, I would think I would think like <laughs> any coach, right? A coach knows like, oh, this is my star player. Right. Right. Right, 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 straight up. Right. So, like, as as a, as an orchestrator, like, I would know uh, this is my star singer. Honestly, I it didn't happen that way for me. I think in church specifically, voices are so big. Mm. They're like a lot of runs, a lot of power and emotion. Mm. And I feel like I relate more to artists like Sade or Janet, who are, who are soft spoken and right, sing right. more softly, but still have power and resonate with people um but i actually didn't start as a singer i started as a dancer which okay. is another okay. silent sport where you can blend in and i was a single child the only child so i felt like it was an easy way to kind of build confidence but not in the forefront like yeah. not in the spotlight so i think maybe maybe football is kind of the same way like you it's like a team effort or soccer or anything where you're on a team versus mm-hmm. like tennis right or no, like no, no. you golf. got other people to rely on mm-hmm. yes yeah, yeah. yes you can kind of play on other people and learn from them um so i built a lot of confidence in 
in places that require groups. Yeah. Singing but and choir and dancing and dance groups. Even even in those spaces, like you mentioned, like on a team, right? Mm-hmm. A player, like, dude would still know, like, I'm exceptional at, at this. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, I you know who's sure. a guy. I, I would know who's a guy. Like, yeah. even, even though, like, we all help each other win, like, I still know, like, well, if we're talking about who's the best at that position, I'm the guy. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. like, you, you still have to have that feeling, right? Or no? I, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like confidence didn't come for <laughs> a long time for me. I, I wasn't, like, like that person who was, like, put me in the front. When yeah, I, no, I, I understand that. Yeah. You know, it's, it felt different for me. Um, but I knew that with with songwriting, it's a way for me to kind of use my voice and my ideas but again stand behind it's kind of like have you guys seen wizard of oz like yeah, the guy in the, the what is it the wizards are the wizard the, of oz well both it's okay. guy, he, well, both. Okay. he's like orchestrating everything yes behind the scenes, yeah he right? didn't have to be the person yeah. but he could kind of manipulate and show yeah. his great ideas yeah. and and like still feel that gratification but not have the pressure of being the that person yeah um so i feel like i had a lot of that when yeah, did so that start like writing for you in high school. I started writing in high school. Um, I used to tell my grandma as a kid I wanted to be a triple threat, and I don't know where I got that from, but I wanted to be a singer, dancer, and actress. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. It was something that I saw in musicals. Um, I used to watch Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, you know, thing, all the Disney movies. Um, there, was, uh, there was just a lot of musical theater mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, there was a movie called about Dorothy Dandridge that Holly Jer- Holly Berry played. Mm-hmm. Dorothy Dandridge, and I was like, you know, that that kind of life and that performance ability. I want that confidence, and I, yeah. I long for that. So one day, I'll probably, you know, build up enough strength to do that. Yeah, let's talk. Um, I want to know about your life in the music industry, mm-hmm. right? Because all I've heard for the longest is that the music industry is a shady business. Oh, for sure. And that it's... um it can you can lose yourself in pursuit of greatness or pursuit of whatever it is you know i mean there's very few industries where it's just like honest across the board yeah and um i want to know throughout your journey songwriting you know performing you know dancing even yeah when something happens to your kitchen you might say this is ludicrous but that won't fix your home that will only get you the rapper ludicrous having trouble don't panic don't be alarmed you need to file a claim holla at state farm like a good neighbor state farm is there that's right you can file a claim on the app or call us thanks mr chris no matter how ludicrous the situation like a good neighbor state farm is there state farm bloomington illinois right did you ever feel or did you ever was there ever a moment where you found yourself losing like the essence of who you were Mm. oh for sure there's been plenty of moments um i feel like it's the moments where you feel like you need someone where it can be a little bit easier to persuade you to do certain things like Mm. it it's like for lack of a better example training a dog like when the dog is hungry and wants a treat it's easier to make them do something versus you just fed him and he don't really care so I feel like the same hunger happens when you're an artist in LA and you don't have um, a certain income. Yeah, yeah, you just like okay, whatever this person says, I need to do to accomplish this. Let me try that route, um, and that can be opposite of what you plan to come here for. Mm. And I'm not even just talking about. I know the first thought is like a woman in LA and sexual things, but it's even about your art direction. So like 
if you wanted to do R&B music and an and A&R says, um, an A&R is someone that will like choose your music at a record label. An A&R says, R&B music isn't making a lot of money. You should try pop music and like right. do this. You could totally shift your direction because you need mm. that. So um, I think it happens, it comes down to being independent and finding your own um, stability so that you don't, you're not dependent on someone else's opinion of you mm-hmm. to survive. Is that a good thing though or a bad thing? Because if, if, if someone's able to look at the metrics and say, hey, this is what's working mm-hmm. and what you want to do as much as it's great, it's just not what's hot right now. Yeah. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because it does take away from your authenticity, right? Yeah. So like, which side of the fence do you kind of lean towards, you know, even just looking back on it and say, you know, I'm kind of glad I'm, I followed that. I lead towards authenticity. I think um, if ever you're doing something that your gut and your and your heart doesn't want to do, it's it's almost like you're you're just playing a role. You're an actress or an actor until mm. you get exposed and it's not there's no longevity in it. You can't mm. keep up this move for the rest of your life. Mm. So I feel like as long as you're authentic, what you are doing may swing back into popularity. Wow. And as long as you perfected it while you were waiting for it to swing back into popularity, mm. you, you're going to be successful. But if you switch, you're in a whole new territory and you can't, I don't think it's maintainable. Yeah. It's almost like going on a first date with a woman and you're playing, you know, Doing you're like, she, kinda was she wants, <coughs> and you can't maintain that for 50 years of your life if Oof. you plan on marrying her. Oof. So it's like, you might as well just be you, show who you really are and attract that that it belongs to you yeah. things that are are you're meant to have it's That's interesting you say you wanted to be a triple threat yeah actress singer yeah. dancer and you know if anybody follows victoria on social media you can actually see she does all <laughs> of those things and as you talk about authenticity it makes me think about just your social media the way that you kind of run it i feel like you are in full control mm-hmm. of your social media your creative ability and your creative influence that you have on your social and I see you do commercials, you do you do a lot of visuals that correspond to the music that you yeah. make. And obviously it's a lot of brown in there. <laughs> obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> that's what that's the yeah. dead giveaway that oh Victoria's yeah. in charge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's the creative director on this. So one. like when did you feel like you were just like, you know what? I need to take full control of everything that I put out. I can't sit back and wait for people because my perception of the music industry always was like, you know, if you really want to be big, you can't do anything until the label allows you to do it. Right. I feel like you kind of, you don't operate by that narrative. Have you always been that way? When did that happen for you? Um. Well, it's funny you say that, you know, the label kind of controls a lot of narratives because I'm not signed to a label. Mm-hmm. I'm an independent artist. I put a lot of my own money into things. Um, I decide on my own team. It's a lot of women, which women are incredible creatives. Um, and so I don't have to abide by certain rules because it's like, it's my, it's my shit, you know? Um, your boss. Yeah. Your boss, I'm yeah. the boss. You know, and I feel like a lot of times when you're, there's nothing wrong with a label because there's that's how certain people get to where to a certain amount of success. But sometimes they don't have creative control until they get that success. I think mine is maybe the reverse. Like I'm starting from my own opinion, my own ideas, and then hopefully maintaining success from that versus, you know, the reverse. Yeah, no, it's definitely what he's saying is like evident as well as in even in just um, 
the type of the the way you carry yourself mm. you know and i think that um in in this society that we live in now it's really easy to push artists into being over sexualized and yeah saying hey um do this to sell this right you know what i mean hey this person's doing this this person's doing this and you want to be at the top of the game and if you're not doing this you're gonna be left behind but right. it does seem like you kind of are walking to your own beat you know For what sure. i mean and, and i think I, that i i mean personally i admire a sexualized woman if that's what she wanted to do yeah you know what i mean it feels empowering to dress a certain way and i feel like that's fire if that's what she wanted to do it's different if a label says or a manager says or anybody says yeah. do this in order to achieve this if that wasn't in your, on your heart to do it that's not how you feel it's not who yeah. you are then that's a whole different, whole different and, story. and even to take it a step further right how do you feel about so the industry is less i guess harder on women that yeah. you know have have children yeah. or it's just like women just, in it's, general it's, really. yeah it's just it's just a difference right it's like yeah. uh you you're not as like i guess i don't know what the word is but i think you know there's a thing that women there's a stigma with like artists that get pregnant did you ever feel that pressure of like, oh my god, man, yeah. like, what am I gonna do? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Let's keep it real. Like, yeah, I, you know, I feel like, especially in a pandemic, like I got pregnant in a pandemic, so the world is already on pause. No one really knows what's gonna happen, and then you add a baby into it. Everyone's like, well, it's over. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like your natural thought. But I look at so many other examples of a fight now and it's so nice to have i look at cardi mm -hmm. i look at kaylani i look mm -hmm. at janae aiko mm -hmm. um and there's really great examples for me about you can still do it yeah who yeah. yeah and also i think social media allows for whoever thought pregnancy was a bad thing mm -hmm. that stigma can't control what people see anymore i can kind of mm. produce my own content and let the world decide mm. do you still like it or not or, or streaming services allow for people to select songs to listen to versus the radio just giving you whatever the head of this marketing company thought was playable because they're not pregnant. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's kind of more in our hands now. Um, but it was definitely, it was definitely scary. Um, not an easy situation for anybody, whether you're an artist or not in any job, especially because our job doesn't really have like a, paid leave or like mm -hmm. there's no like insurance 401k yeah. like the music industry is so like wild wild west there's no like there's no manuscript Techni to follow no. technically an entrepreneur right yeah. you're technically yeah, an entrepreneur yeah, in the music space yeah, yeah. right especially as an independent artist yeah basically. oh yeah. yeah yeah for sure so there's a lot of little um voices in your head that can tell you like this is how it's supposed to be mm -hmm. and you you know whatever would discourage you but then there's so many other voices that are like well, look i did it and you can be the first to do something if hmm. it doesn't exist already and like entertain the thought of what if it does work out what if this is exactly what catapults you and makes you more relatable to millions of women across the world mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. need to see someone successful and do what you do with this tribulation mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. with this extra amount of work that you have to do you know i i think I, that was a good question duke asked because Honestly, when I think about having a child within entertainment, yeah. I think about Lauren Hill and I think mm. about how she was really like 
ostracized for having a child at mm-hmm. the height of her career. It's crazy. Which was super mm-hmm. crazy. And twenty years ago, it's a different time. Right. It was a totally different mm-hmm. time. And you know, they 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 almost didn't want her to have. They didn't want her to have them. Really. Yeah. And I still think one of her best songs actually came from that. The which baby. Because yes. I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, how do you feel like motherhood has influenced your creative ability, your music, your artistry? Um. Actually, for a long time, um, people would ask me as a songwriter, like, you know, you're, what are you going to write about the baby? Or, like, expect this magnificent body of work because I'm, you know, I'm with child and it's the most beautiful thing that happened to me. But I found that writing about my daughter was harder than any other subject because I didn't feel like any lyric or beat or mm-hmm. song was worthy of mm-hmm. me talking about her. So I'm like, it was just hypersensitive, like extra hard to um connect to certain things because i was like this topic is more important than anything i've ever hey there ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster oh you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you yeah or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about well get ready to feel that excitement all over again because amazon prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level absolutely prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Done. So I had to, I had to step away from it for a while and then kind of revisit it and feel less pressure about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, literally, um, my daughter has taught me time management because <laughs> of course like i used to be in the studio till 2 3 4 a.m like but whatever the idea hits me i'll just write <laughs> about it like no i'm like i came here we start now i have With to, an objective you know, yes let's i don't go. have time let's go. i don't have the time anymore <laughs> hey, my situation and circumstances have changed it's different it's different. It's way different now. So, so people just I, like hanging out in the studio. That's what it really is. So. 100%. You guys can it's, hear it's your music even, loud as fuck. It's, yeah. it's not even that I really be just doing music all sing every night, all night. It's just like. No. Th- well, there's. it just depends on what session. Because, because some, I always wonder, I always wonder, like. I mean, why, we hanging out in the studio. I, I always wonder, <laughs> yeah. like, because artists always say, man, we've been in the studio until 6 a.m. It's like, what why are you in the studio at yeah. 1 a.m.? But I record. mean, honestly, I've seen I've seen it all. I've seen rappers who are not inspired until after the club event that they have to go to, uh. so they don't get to the studio till one a.m. Mm. and they're there until six or whatever. But and sometimes rappers just want to hear their music loud as fuck in the studio and just mm-hmm. dance around and get high and have different girls come around and see who vibes to what. That's mm-hmm. their that's their process. Mm. And if it works for you, it works for you. But some people. I feel like Bruno Mars specifically is an, a person who will come to the studio. You're going to do what you're supposed to do. And for weeks, they may be working on the same song, but they're going to perfect every little part of the song. Mm. It's just like whatever your process is, and it's a creative space, so it doesn't really 
there's no real rules if you uh, got the budget to do yeah, it because studios right. are expensive. Come on. <laughs> but um, yeah, like all of it could work. Maybe Little Wayne's process is different than Adele's, but mm-hmm. they both have smashes. You know? I um I have a question. You mentioned writing about yeah. your daughter. Yeah. And it made me think about um Jalan's introduction about you, how you've been a pen for the industry, mm-hmm. right? And I'm sure you came to L.A. as a solo artist chasing a solo career, right? And but you came as a songwriter as well, yeah. right? How does a songwriter take a hit like Thank You Next and <laughs> say, I'm going to give it to someone else? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you do that as a writer when you're like, yo, I'm sitting on something that's so fire and I know this shit is going to be a hit, but I, I'm going to give it away to someone else? Mm-hmm. Or is that like a thought process? Like, I'm very curious about like how that goes in the studio. Or does the artist come to you and be like, hey, I have this idea. Like, how, do, how does that? Give me some. Give me some. Give me some heat. Yeah. Give me some heat. Like, how does that go? It's, it's, um, there's a lot of ways it can happen for Thank You Next specifically. Um, we spent two weeks in New York working with Ariana. She was in the midst of going through everything we wrote about. Mm -hmm. So we come to the studio. She has things about her life that that are going on. And our job as a writer is to take those things and translate them to song form so that she feels she connects to the song, but also make it catchy enough or, you know, all of the things that the world would also, you know, tune into. Mm-hmm. Um, back when I first started, I wasn't in the room with an artist like Ariana, or I, I couldn't get to Diddy. I couldn't get to these specific people. So I was just writing about my life, and hopefully, someone would mm, take connect. it. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, my plan as a solo artist. Um, I keep bringing up Bruno, but he's he's one of my favorites. I I saw him. <sighs> shout out to Bruno Mars. Shout mm-hmm. out to Bruno Mars. Shout out to. You know, Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic. Mm-hmm. Um, where that collab at? They got they got a little brown vibe too, though. Huh? <laughs> yeah, where they got nice little brown. This earth. bitch got me panoramic. <laughs> <laughs> they're insanely, they're insanely talented. Um, but in my early writing career, um, I saw what he did, and he was on a hook with Bob, and that was his first smash. And after that. He what song was it? Did his beautiful own. girl? No, yeah, yeah, beautiful girls. beautiful girls. Yeah, and he Who made the after that, song. he's incredible. He's incredible. So he kept writing, and from that hook gained popularity. It was a hit song. Then he took off. So literally, all I used to do, I was like, I'm just gonna try, try his, his way, because I was signed to Atlantic at the time, mm-hmm. and I just all I did was write hooks for like a good portion of my writing career, and I was like. I'm just going to sing the hook so good that hopefully a rapper will want to keep me on them. But if not, they can take take me off, replace it with a singer, and it'll be a placement at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I ended up getting the hook that you know me from T.I. It's crazy. T.I.'s. That's a crazy story. One of, uh, of a former teammate of ours, actually, T.C., Tony Carter, was like, yo, oh, you, you got to listen to this song. Um, T- he was a big T.I. fan. Mm-hmm. He was like, Nip is on the song. And I was like, okay, bet. Give, let me hear it. He was like, it's called All About Your Issue. And Victoria's <laughs> featured on She's singing on the hook. And for like the longest, for like two years before, prior to where I met her, it was like one of my favorite songs. And organically and, all, you know, just just life, you know, yeah. we end up meeting and stuff like that. So, yeah. It's that, crazy. I, that's, that's the reason why that happened is because I was just literally, I wasn't writing full songs. I was just writing hooks. So I got to T.I., I got to Nas, I got to um, Machine Gun Kelly. And they all kept you on there. They kept me. Yeah, so like I was like, maybe this is the way it happens, and um, slowly, you know, 
use my artist name on the hooks to introduce myself to more people. Um, but I was just looking at Bruno, like, let's see how he made it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just Bruno get mad respect in the industry. Yeah, just he's mad a vet. respect. He's like, a vet. he's like yeah. a real, he's a true artist, man. Yeah. He does every. I've like never everything. heard one person ever say, say anything, anything bad. bad about like Tim Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> Like Tim Duncan, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do every time live? I'm out there. Hmm? Have you seen him live? Nah, I'm, I, I gotta I do it. Yeah, I gotta do Before it. Before I die, he's I'm in Silk Sonic is in Vegas right now. Maybe we should take a trip to Vegas. I mean, let's go. Mm-hmm. Maybe See, that's what I'm saying. Let's go. Go. Room, room. You know what? On that note, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. That's my invitation whistle. I forgot my whistle at home. But what's the deal, y'all? Welcome back to another episode. Um, excuse me. Welcome back to another episode of the Nice and Neat Halftime Show. I'm your host, Omar. We have a very special guest, Victoria Monet, in the house, man. We sitting here talking her background, her artistry, everything, motherhood, the whole nine, man. But you know, we got her on the show, so we got to introduce her to the game. Dim the rules. Dim the rules. Dim the rules. Duke, talk to us. What we got, fam? All right, man. This is um, this is moving on the fly. This is moving on the fly. So we got a different type of dim the rules this week. All right, special guest, special occasion. All right. And then this then the rules, right? I'm gonna ask you a series of questions. It's gonna be this or that style, right? And all you have to do is just tell me which one you prefer. Hmm. All right. You have point like one second. Point to, one? No, no, just 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 tell us what you think okay. and we'll move on to the next one. Okay. Rapid fire. All right, Rapid cool. Fire. So And I'm the only oh, one. It's you, 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 you the special guest. Well, we technically know the rules. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's like, if we asking you okay. what the rule okay, is. Okay, okay. You know? All right, cool. So I'm going to go ahead and start it off with chicken or fish? Fish. Drake or yay? Drake. Beyonce or Rihanna? B. Sneakers or heels? Ooh, sneakers. Okay. Cool. Blazing hot or freezing cold? Oh, blazing hot. Okay. No manicure for the rest of your life and no pedicure for the rest of your life. Ah! <laughs> oh, no manicure. Okay. Let's go with um, Netflix or YouTube. Netflix. Okay, let's go. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait I don't know. Wait, she wait, said wait. that too fast. No, yeah, YouTube YouTube is crazy because you can look up everything on Netflix. Give them the rules. That's where yeah. Nice and Neat at. Come on. Yep. And your it? music. YouTube. Okay. And your music. And your music. Okay. <laughs> Cardio awaits. Pick weights because you want to be too skinny. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. No tissue paper for the rest of your life? Like or no paper thing? towel for the rest of your life? Oh, no paper towel. Oh, no paper towel. She got to wipe her booty. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought you picked <laughs> tissue paper. No, <laughs> okay. No, 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 okay, no, no, okay, yeah. okay. You, okay. Can, you, you can supplement. Okay, let's go pancakes or waffles. This server does get caught up in the middle. Ooh, I think waffles a little crispier. Okay, let's go. That one has a fun. Cardio Meg. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. You about to have me on the internet. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, women are... It's just, they were both. International Women's Month, I had to put you on the spot. Mm. Well, Ooh-ooh. if I had to choose, if I had to, had to, I would choose a black woman. Meg. Ooh. Hold up. This is great. This is great. This is great. This is great. What? This is great. Do are we? Do we not consider Cardi black? She's Dominican. 
Dominicans are well. Well, I mean, you gave us the definitive. Let her, let, her, no, let her let her have it. Go ahead. Dominicans I don't want to have it. I don't I think I think I think that's I think that's real interesting. I mean in a sense Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So if we're gonna say black as in just black as an African American or Dominican, I understand exactly what she's saying. Okay, so so we're saying that we're not considering technically. So you're saying we give Dominicans the black pass culturally, absolutely, but, but not but not like they're not really black. That you're saying, <sighs> you know what's crazy? You about to have me piss off a whole. That's what you not. That's what you okay, said. Okay, but now my question, my question is, do do all Dominicans consider themselves black? I feel like a lot of Dominicans. Yes, do consider a lot. Hey, I'm gonna tell you guys a story All that I've Dominicans just read up don't on. Don't consider themselves black. Well, the way people say the slave nigga, trade was there, but people do say nigga a lot, mm-hmm. and it's acceptable and a it's, lot. We, yeah. So, but like, so I just came across Merlin Santana. Okay. Do you guys remember who Merlin Santana is? Yeah. No. Who's that? Okay. I remember that. Okay, notoriously known for being Romeo. On the Steve oh, Harvey show, yep, yep. Romeo okay. and Bullethead. And yep. he was Dominican. He's Dominican. Okay. He's Dominican. So his real last name is Santana, and he chose. He purposely chose the last name Santana on the show. Romeo Santana was his character's name because he wanted to highlight Dominican. that all his Hispanics don't look like we think they do. Mm-hmm. Right. And he considered himself a Hispanic, not a black. Mm-hmm. You know. So I guess that kind of like, I guess, plays to your argument. Yeah. You know about saying that. They're Dominican. They're not black, right? Is that is that what we're saying? What do they want to be called? What do they? I think they consider themselves black and Hispanic. Mixed. Yeah. See, I, I, like I think, I, I I think black is a culture. Mm. Personally, that's why. Like I think black well, is a culture. And when I say black as in culture, I know like Duke's Duke's not. He's not black. He's but Nigerian. He's Nigerian. Yeah. But so, I'm black. But he's, but he's black, black, though. Right? Because that's the culture. Because that, yeah, that's, that's the culture. That's true. Yeah. Right? But like, oh, you black. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know what I'm going to get at your house culturally on holidays. Facts. Like, what we're going to eat. Like, I know what's going to be true. there. Yeah. Like, you know me as a black man. Like, me and Victoria, they never, we ain't never have to go to each other's family. But y'all know what's going to be there. But I know it's going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's, that's the true. culture. Yeah, yeah. Well, Merlin. You don't know. I don't know what's gonna be at Merlin's house because I don't I don't know the Dominican culture like that. I mean, you may not even know what's gonna be at Duke's house to be honest. Nah, for real. I mean, I, that's a very valid point because I've seen online that people from Africa, they they don't like to be called black. No, like, what is black? You don't don't fuck that up. Yeah, like what? Oh, is man, there, there's definitely a um, a distinction. And, yeah. you know, some people really take that serious, yeah. and and it goes beyond just like. Yo, this is not my culture. It's more of like there's a treatment thing there too, mm. right? It's just like yo, I just we not the same. Does 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 that right. does that like mentality? But let the record show that Victoria said she's gonna go with Meg the Stallion because she's black. Let's give it up for her. <laughs> <laughs> hey, way to bring us back in, dude. We were drifting. Hey, let, we drifting. Hey, let the record show because hey, we were black. Let me not. Let me. You want get it off? No, you want, no, no, no. Because that might be worse. It might just, I might just. We could always edit it. it. We could always edit it. We could always well, cut it, and it could be profound. Is, I would choose Meg the Stallion because that's her ass. 
Okay. 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 Say no more. Say less. With that said, we'll conclude this week's halftime <laughs> show and get to the Please. rest of the show. You gotta ask the like only that. way we know how, that's with some positive energy, some positive vibrations, and a smile, of course. Second half. Let's go, man. Jamal, what's up? You know what? The first half was incredible. It was great. It was great. <laughs> Halftime was lit. I don't even want it to end. And we gotta keep it we gotta keep it going. We gotta keep it going. I do wanna we're gonna we're gonna dive into more things, Victoria, but I yeah. wanted to ask you about actually one of my favorite singles, because you are a I think within your creativity you're a marketing genius as well. Oh, I'm gonna you. give you I'm gonna I'm gonna say that. <laughs> thank you. Um we've seen people copy things that you've done. We'll get into that. Oh, man. You know, mm-hmm. we've seen that, but I'm speaking specifically about one of your one of your most recent singles. It's called F-U-C-K. Yeah. Right? So, like, when you see F-U-C-K, it's very similar to, like, other songs where you see a word and it totally means something totally different. Double entendre. Double entendre, right? Double entendre. <laughs> so, when I seen it, I wanted to listen to the song because of what, like, it's so, like, eye-popping. F-U-C-K. Like, whoa, what does that mean? Yeah. Right? The song actually is short for, for well, F-U-C-K is short for Friend You Can Keep. Mm-hmm. Where did the inspiration for that song come from? And where did the the marketing behind that song come from? You know what? When I'm in the studio sometimes, I cannot explain it. And I and maybe you guys can work out when you guys can relate. Are you just pointing to them. I'll be working out too. <laughs> no, but no, no, no. But here's, here's, here's why. Here's why. I'm, you might be able to relate because when you're creating a workout, does it sometimes hit you like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, I got it. Like, yes. it's like there's really no explanation. There's It's just like almost like a gift from God. It's like, mm-hmm. boop, yeah, yeah. there you go. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what F-U-C-K was. I don't necessarily remember the whole writing process of that song. It was just like one of those, like, why why hasn't this been done? Like, mm-hmm. just let's just try it. And um, I feel like in a lot of scenarios in my life prior to John was – I'm not about to marry this person. We just Who, about to have who's, to who's John? Oh, John is my boyfriend, the mo- the father of my child. Okay. Let's give it up for John. Let's give it up for John. Let's give it up for John, baby. Give it up for, give it up for, give it up for games by games. Hey. Hey. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good brother of ours, a good no, friend of, of, of the show. He's a good friend of the show. Yes. I'm yeah. glad you said John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very yeah. much nice and neat. Yeah. No, okay. For sure. <laughs> yes, sir. For sure. I'm, and, you know, I'm, you transitioned for us ever so eloquently. That's just who you are. So you're now in the, you're in, you're in the industry. Yes. You have a boyfriend. You yes. have a child. Your life has completely changed from Way who Victoria different. Monet was when she yes. came in. How is it now juggling being a mom, having a full relationship? You guys live together. Yes, we do. having a relationship. You guys living together. You got being at the studio till two, three in the morning. Like, what does that look like now? <laughs> you know what? It's actually a dream come true. Like, I, I think. Naming all of those things could sound chaotic, but it's when you do it with the right person, it feels like easy. Mm. Okay, we communicate the same. And when we have a disagreement, it's very calm and we speak to each other like adults. I think we have the same temperament. Um, So it makes everything so much easier. Just It's like glaze. It just glazes Mm -hmm. on over everything. Um, But I feel like... You have to have someone in a partnership that understands your vision. Mm-hmm. Um, if they look at you, I think people have a habit of whatever you introduce yourself as, that's what they try to pigeonhole you as. So for you, it would be like, I met you as a trainer and you mm-hmm. told me you're an actor. I'm like, no, no, you have to be a trainer. Right. I think John understands in our relationship that you met me as this person, but this here's, here's where I'm trying to elevate to and take our family. And I understand that for him as well. So. Mm-hmm. Understanding what we have to do and sacrifice to 
achieve those goals we we're on the same page about that and mm-hmm. so it's really it's been very easy and supportive and gentle um in our relationship and it's been crazy like i did not expect in 2015 or 16 what anytime before i met him i didn't expect for this mm-hmm. to be my life yeah well you because you said um it's cra- you said it's crazy but for some of us who we are today and who we were five years ago and six years ago is two different extremes. Totally different. Right? But some, some, for some of us, it's not. Yeah. Right? Do you feel like you were someone that was completely different or do you feel like you're kind of the same person, you were kind of going, doing the same thing and he just came into your life and, you know, it, it, it kind of just makes sense for you. Mm-hmm. Right? But there's like, sometimes it's just like, yo, five years ago, I was in the streets yeah, yeah. and like, I didn't care about nothing anyone said and, you know, my mindset was just super immature and things like that. Yeah. And now I'm here. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that the same for you? Or were you kind of like, did they overlap? I think I've had elements of myself, who I am today, in me always. Mm-hmm. And it's always been something that I've written down and tried to achieve. Um, and today, I have a whole new list of things that I, of the person I want to be in five years from now, mm-hmm. ten years from now. Um, but meeting John has been something that couldn't have happened any sooner mm-hmm. and probably couldn't have happened any later. It's like the the yeah. perfect window yeah, of time yeah. and it's God's timing. God. It's like it doesn't have Divine anything to, right. It doesn't have yeah. anything to do with you. You don't know why you're so, you know, divinely timed to meet this person now, but there's a reason. So mm-hmm. I feel like five years ago maybe we wouldn't have connected. And I honestly knew him a year before we were ever speaking in that way and there's some people in your life like that like maybe you've known a person for 10 years and then you finally something in your life both of your life changes Mm -hmm. and you your magnets at that that point it can happen to any of us like you felt like this the whole time yeah for 10 years right you say nothing to me right right you wasted a whole decade there's there's a reason you had to go through all of those things before that moment to to have that moment flourish and so that's what i feel like happened it was just meant to be yeah you know? now now john john is a handsome guy he's very handsome so let's do you ever get jealous <laughs> um if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a big mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your mcdonald's bag as a placemat then that wasn't a road trip it was just a really long drive at participating mcdonald's i've just like because because you know he's a handsome guy so you know you are who you are. Hey, but hey, you, hey, still- hey, hey, you know, you know a dude is handsome when a handsome dude is like. Hey, yo, yo, he handsome. Fam. I just gotta know. You know <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? Because like we all, we all, no matter who we are, yeah, and how successful we are, right? If someone's our person, we feel the type of way sometimes, Absolutely. right? Is it? It doesn't matter, front. right? So like, I, not so much do you get jealous, yeah, but more so like, how do you manage those like? Feelings. feelings that, that was, you know when you feel some type of way about something how do you manage those feelings because we all feel those feelings i feel like there's so many things to say about this there's so many things but one thing that i will say is everybody wants something yeah. or someone that everyone else wants yeah facts. Mm. it makes it more valuable facts. it's like mm. if you put a tray of cookies out and everyone leaves them you're like mm, Something wrong with those we, it's simple supply and demand. Yes. If there's if there's a lot available, I don't want none. If there's none available, I want it. I need it now. I want it. Matter of fact, I'll pay for it. I'll have it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But you also 
um, I'm being friends with you guys and living in a culture where surrounded by friends where all everybody is on a certain level I'm with your women and everyone's successful and beautiful and black and we're all dealing with these same emo- mm-hmm. emotions yeah, yeah. so no one feels out of place we're all going through those yeah. Yeah, like yeah. little thoughts so I feel like that also helps surrounding yourself with friends who play on the same field as yeah. you yeah. you know so basically, basically, birds of a feather. Is that what yes. together? That's the same. Yes. That's the same. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. Speaking of birds of a feather, <laughs> right? Transition. Because now, now yeah. you've 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 told us you feel like you're in you're in really good company, yes. hanging out with hanging out with other women that kind of have like minded mm-hmm. and you know within this phase of your life you feel like this is the phase of your life that you could have met John in this phase yeah. not five years ago. Not five years from now. Five years ago, what do you feel like was holding you back from meeting a John? Or meeting so just somebody that fit that criteria for you? I feel like I wasn't at a level where I could make room for anybody else. I had to be at the studio for until uh, 2 and 3. It's almost like I had to spend those 10,000 10, hours to practice doing what I do in order to complete the same task mm-hmm. at the same skill level in three hours. Mm-hmm. So that I can get home and focus on a whole other thing. But before that, before I spent that time developing my craft, I probably couldn't. So it was like if I would have met someone that I wanted to spend my whole day with at that moment, I would have been sacrificing my whole career. career. But now I wow. could I could wow. do both. I yeah. can hang hang with friends and I could, you know, go on a brunch. I could spend four hours at the studio five hours I, and get home and give hazel a bath he sure spent like all of the things are i've been practicing for this basically mm-hmm. i needed more practice yeah that's crazy you say that because when i met you i i, I remember that <laughs> i like you weren't dating anybody you were constantly in the studio like you really didn't have time you were so focused on chasing your dreams mm-hmm. you know so like i mean i I'm glad you touched on that, you yeah. know, and, and I'm glad you brought that to the forefront that like sometimes, you know, timing is everything. It's timing. Yeah, timing is everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, know? for sure. So for the aspiring musician, mm-hmm. the female musician who is just looking at you and saying, man, I just want to be like her. Yeah. Right. And I just want to like every, everything she does is just like, it's just, it's so relatable to yeah. me. You know, what's one piece of advice? Um, that you could give them um, that's going to help their journey be a little more smooth. Like maybe it's a mistake you made yeah. that you're going to tell them, hey, don't make, you know, or maybe it's something that you did that went really well for you that you say, help, make sure you do this. Yeah. What does that sound like? Um, It's really hard to sum it up because I've been chasing this. I've, I moved from home as a teenager and I've been in L.A. for 12 or 13 years. Mm-hmm. So I would add, tell any woman wanting to do any of this to ask themselves would you want this if I told you it was going to take 15 years Mm. would you still want it is it a timing thing like what is it about this that you want and I feel like the biggest takeaway for me is um I feel like I took the streets like you can take the freeway if you want to get somewhere fast but you can take the streets and maybe learn a little bit more about the city that you're driving through. Um, you may be in comparison arriving a little bit later than everyone else who took the freeway, but you look, you know so much more about where you've been mm. than everyone else who took the freeway. Yeah, You picked up so many more tools. You learned so much. Yeah. That's yeah, a great analogy. So, so I, I mean, are you okay with taking the streets? 
And if the answer is yes, then yeah. put your whole 100% everything into it. Your money, your time, your energy, everything. What about, okay, what about that same aspiring female artist, right? She's like juggling her career and an intimate relationship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and let's say she's 21. Yeah. You know, <laughs> would you, how, how would you, like, what would you recommend in, in, in a situation like that? Because that's the real thing for a lot of people, you know, trying to figure out, man, this, this is someone I love or I right. think I love. Right. Um, or this is my career. Like, I think everything is a balance. It's just like a well-balanced diet. You have to get a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Especially if you're writing your own music and you're creating your music, you're going to need the relationship ups and downs to be inspired to even go into the studio and make this or that. If you're just spending 100% of your time in the studio, it makes it a little bit harder. You have to play a little bit more make-believe to accomplish the same content. So use whatever situations you're in as inspiration, but make sure you don't get it twisted that you're an entrepreneur and you have to allot your own time accordingly. So make sure you're in doing what you're supposed to be doing, but also enjoy, enjoy your life. Mm. We're about to maybe go to war. Like, <laughs> please enjoy your life. Seriously. Like, balance. It's just balance. When you're so young, you know, you're making mistakes. Yeah. You know, you're so young, so it's like, I, I would assume that if I'm talking to someone, I'm saying, you're 21. I just yeah. focus on your career, bro. Right. You but know? it's crazy, though, though, like, for me, my great grandma my grandma they got married at 16 17 when they lasted the whole time why different different time different time mm-hmm. like uh, um different time lack Social of accessibility <laughs> yeah. um we don't see each other's lives it's different yeah like i think the accessibility is is the biggest thing mm. you know like back in in that in that day like even just thinking about communicating with one another like if they i don't know how old he is but like they may not even have a phone we had to Definitely send a postcard and wait for the postcard, the response. The response. Yeah. You know it's what I'm saying? Patience? Is it patience? The whole. <laughs> oh, you had to have patience. Yeah. You had to have patience, and you had to really be like in love with a woman. Yeah. Whereas nowadays, you could just be in like with a woman and hit her and see her tomorrow. Hit her today mm-hmm. and see her tomorrow across yeah. the world. Across the world, I yeah. could I could meet a girl today in London and see her tomorrow. That's true. You know, where it was, so it's, it's just a little bit different. So the values, I think, are different. Fools was writing love letters at yeah. war. <laughs> no, seriously. Seriously. Also, That's there's true. just much, much more opportunity for, like, women, you know. Yeah. Like, women don't have to just sit around and just sit in relationships all day no more. No, seriously. You know what I, I mean? Have, you like, don't have to settle. And, like, you, and you guys have a choice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So my question to you guys is, all of you being in amazing relationships, do you feel like because of the access you have and the opportunity you have to just be, like, next, makes your relationship more important and more valuable because it's so easy, easily disbarred you know what i mean like because you're with who you with who you're with yeah i feel like it it, it's um it's tougher to be in a relationship and be faithful and Mm -hmm. try to sustain your relationship right now Mm -hmm. so it does make my relationship when i look at my relationship from the outside in i'm like yo i have something special Mm -hmm. i I do feel like that yeah Mm -hmm. because you know like just like to be frank like as a woman you're gonna get a hundred dms a day Mm-hmm. As a woman, mm-hmm. you walk out the house. If you, if our, our all of our women are, are beautiful women, you walk out the house. You can get a hundred guys talking to you every day. Yeah, every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Every day. So it's just like that's a if think about all these people just constantly coming and coming and coming and like your woman having to navigate that. You know, although like you know there's there's a commitment there's still like a lot to navigate. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And just from my 
our point of view is just like the same thing obviously not to the same extent where it's like 100 women coming at us but you, you know, know we do crazy? have access we do have that type of access where we're like we have that reach where it's just like hey yo i could go talk to whoever i want and be anywhere i want in the world and you know because because men are approachers or attackers right. or whatever like that so that right. would be my role right um to just like refrain from that though i'm pretty sure she's looking at this like yeah like i got something special you know what i'm saying so that's how i feel it's fire. yeah because it's it's like because it's so much access because it's so much access and the fact that you wake up every day and you want to deal with somebody if that doesn't show you that that person is special then I don't I don't know what will show you that some that someone special. Yeah. Like it's so easy to have a three week relationship with somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but like when you like like somebody day after day. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off? Ba da ba ba ba. They do something that you don't necessarily even like and you still like them and you're like i just want to get through this with you right it's a that's a totally different ball game and when i found out that my girl i was like oh yeah we're we gonna do this we got it yeah we're gonna do this because it's I like mean, you're gonna you're gonna get frustrated with everybody yeah. everybody yeah everybody it's not one person you're gonna get you won't get frustrated with but no, like when so you real. get frustrated with somebody and it's like cool i got that off my chest Dang, I still want to be But I still there. choose you, yeah. Yeah, I still want to be here with you. Like, yeah. I still want to be here with you. You know what? I'm frustrated. Even I'm, mad. You be pissed. I'm, gonna I'm not going nowhere. I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm going to be mad right here. But I'm hot. Like, for me, it was like, even in the midst of frustration, I was still learning things about mm. myself. Of course. Of like, course. I learned how to, like, really exercise patience because I, I wanted to. Right. Not because it was like, this is just what's good for her. Let me just do it. Blah, blah, blah. You know, let me go through the motions. It was like, nah, like. I really want to like I, I really want to learn why I'm getting why I'm getting frustrated and then I really want to learn why I could prevent uh, prevent me from getting frustrated so it could prevent you, you from getting mm-hmm. frustrated. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like it's it's just it's just a different ball game. Like yeah. if you like somebody every day, like you should only like them. Yeah. Like you should, right. <laughs> you shouldn't want to be with somebody else. Yo, right. um this this episode has been awesome, but what I really would like to do is just tie it all the way back in before we get up out of here. And I know this episode is about like how to reinvent yourself. So yeah. like quickly before we get before we exit, I would like all of us to just go around and just one piece of advice on like to those listening and watching on like one thing that you could say that could help someone reinvent themselves. Yeah. If you guys don't know anything, I could go ahead and crack it off. Yeah, you guys go ahead. want me to go first? I think for me, because I'm currently going through a transition myself, you know, I think using your social media platforms or just things that we communicate on a day-to-day basis, um, using things in your favor to show people how you want to be seen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you're trying to reinvent yourself, like let's just, let's just use our example that you said earlier today. Right. Right. Like you said, you met me as a trainer yeah. and I told you I'm acting now. Right. So now because I use social media, I would like to use my platform to showcase my acting doing. skills. Yes. Right. So I don't want to necessarily show all the time just this training shit because right. it's not what I want to be known for. Right. So right. if you want to be known for something, you have an awesome tool in your pocket that could let people know before they even talk to you, even say a word to you, which how you feel about your passion, your career and things of that sort. So for me, that would be my one message, one one piece of advice to anybody that's listening, that's trying to reinvent themselves is just um, show how you want to be perceived, you know, because I think that's half the battle. Right. Yeah. What about Facts. you? I mean, that's a great, a great, great, great piece of advice. 
Um, I think it's all it's it has to do with branding it you know and consistency mm-hmm. um, so even before that I think my step would be um, writing down the person as if it's a character on a video game the person that you want to be mm-hmm. and then thinking backwards like what does this person wake up and do yeah. what does this person mm-hmm. eat what does this person drink how do they act how do they go about the day who who are they surrounded by mm-hmm. and just work backwards from there and then schedule your day that way mm-hmm. um, and then it'll go into your your piece of advice yeah, yeah. You know, social media then it'll just be it'll just be you know a certain flow that you start to get in the habit of mm-hmm. yeah um, mm-hmm. like creating creating like an avatar yeah that's just, yeah that, and yeah. you're in the metaverse who do yeah, you want to create be today? An avatar. and, and wake up and do that that's yeah. great that's great um man that's a good one right there bro i think that a piece of advice that i would give just to to help someone reinvent themselves when i would say detach from um, other people's expectation of who you are. Yeah. A bar. Yeah. Right? A bar. Because oftentimes we conduct ourselves with other people's opinions in mind. Mm-hmm. Right. And oftentimes that can influence our behavior. Mm-hmm. And it can, it can stop us from taking action a lot of times mm-hmm. because you're fearful of what they're going to think. And it's directly correlated to what you're saying about like, hey, I'm a trainer. I'm now an actor. Mm-hmm. So... I'm going to post me reading over these scripts, but now I'm not going to do it because these people know me as a trainer. Uh, oh, yeah. that's a tough yeah. right? Yeah. So that's paralysis because, it, you know, it prevents us from moving. Yep. Wow. You know what I mean? So I think that's a big, a huge one. And then the other thing is I would say focus on the small steps mm-hmm. instead of the end goal. Yeah. Right. It's important to have an end goal. Right. We all have a vision board. But let's focus on like the action board, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the steps, the step one to get to step two, step two to get to step three and the small things to create those daily habits you were talking about. Yeah. Right. Because then we create those daily habits and then it becomes like second nature. Mm-hmm. So now posting that acting shit, I'm not even thinking about yeah. it. Think about it. It's like, you know, what I mean? let it fly. This is my I'm, life. I'm not yep. even I'm not even thinking about it. It's just like posting anything else. Right. Um, and it's the same way it was when we playing ball, same mm-hmm. way we do when we training, same mm-hmm. way we do. You were cutting. This is just how it is. It's you know becoming, what I mean. So yeah. those two pieces of advice is, you know, detach from other people's expectations and then you know focus on the small steps instead of the big That's one. Beautiful. Fire. So bring I, us home. I, I, bring I, us home. I, I like, hey, bring us home. I like how everybody. Did. I'm gonna say Victoria is the first step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say two. you the second step. Three. I'm gonna say Duke is the fourth step. I'll be the third. Step. Okay. 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 I'll be. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and insert <laughs> insert myself in there. Um, you are who you are until you show people something else. Right. Okay. That's just what it is. So until you put on paper, who do I want to be? You have no idea. Mm-hmm. Until you do that, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. Right. Once you put it on paper, you start carrying it out. Then you actually go mm-hmm. into saying like, hey, yo, I'm this. And then you become this. And then you actually don't care who people think you are Ooh. because you actually mm-hmm. live that life. Right. Ooh. So like me and Duke talk about this all the time. Like, all the time, at least once a month, we talk about it. You know, Duke's a, Duke. Duke is a fashion icon. That's mm-hmm. just who he is. Not icon. Mm-hmm. He's an icon. Duke, don't okay. don't diminish yourself <laughs> like that. Icon. Hey, we're gonna edit that out. Duke <laughs> is a fashion icon. Now people's like, oh yeah, this is the creator of Law Seventeen. Right. Facts. Because he had to go ahead and put it on paper, became it, 
showcased himself as that and then didn't care what nobody else thought he used to be. That's right. Nice. That's nice. It's so crazy. Like, do you, do you realize, like, if you ever reinvent yourself, you can notice that people, like, say people in football called you O. Mm-hmm. Or or Bolden, mm-hmm. your last name, mm-hmm. and now they call you O. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell what section of your life you were in by what they call you. Facts, like, oh. so real, that's so yeah. real, yeah. that's so real. It's like okay, but the, the thing I relate to about it is is watching Genius mm-hmm. when everyone thought Kanye was just a producer. They were like, "Bro, give me them beats." Like I don't care about what you're rapping about. Yeah, and it just shows you how little-minded people are based on their perception of you right. and what you know internally that you are. So just fucking go for it. But not Be even a just not even just their perception <laughs> of you though. That's just their life experience. True. My life experiences tell me football players can't rap. Ah. Right. Mm-hmm. Or athletes can't rap. That's what my life experience. So now yeah. if I get a Damian Lillard that's coming out and saying, Yo, I'm a rapper too while I'm in the NBA, right. my life experience is gonna tell me He's trash. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So was Shaq. <laughs> like, so was Shaq. Okay. Right. But it's, it's part of that. But bars. like, it, it, what it dollar. is, we'll, what we'll it is, we're gonna wrap it up right now, Dammy. But what it is is, um, not having imposter syndrome. Right. Right. Like you said, believing that you are what you're aiming to be. And right. Once you get that down, it's a wrap. Yeah. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's, it's <laughs> but yo, check this out, man. Victoria, thank you for blessing us. Today, thank you, um, thank you for just coming on and rocking out with us, man. We really appreciate you. Um, we just want to celebrate you uh, for this International Women's Month. You know, and just highlight you. all the things you've done and just being an amazing individual and just being one of our friends. Um, so right. thank you. We just want to acknowledge that. Thank um, you. Y'all, make sure <laughs> that you go tap in and follow us on all platforms, right, at Nice Need the Podcast. Uh, make sure you are subscribed to YouTube, subscribe to Apple Podcast, Spotify. Make sure you follow Jalan on Instagram at just.jalan. Omar as well at omar.bowden. And Victoria on Instagram at Victoria Monet. Yes, right? That's right. Okay. And myself at Duke. Um, really, really appreciate you guys for rocking us, rocking with us. Much love, much gratitude. Until next time, I'm Duke. I'm Victoria Monet. I'm Omar. I'm Jalan. This is another episode of Nice and Neat, and that's that on that. I'll be the one to take the risk to go and get them bands. I'll be the one to never sit and go and make a plan. Knowing my mother getting old and I don't got no time. Gotta keep a couple for the road or else get left behind. Yeah. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cut-off. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.